you might have noticed that these episodes are coming out a little bit slower than usual, and that is because I'm taking my time. I'm having deep and meaningful conversations about how to act and how to move forward. And this episode is no exception. I'm speaking with Dr. Maria Zushman, an alignment and stress adaptation coach, an incredible one at that, a speaker, author, and integrative chiropractor. And she's my mentor, someone who I've been speaking to, getting business advice from and life advice from for the past year. And I'm sharing this chat with you because one, I want to give you an example of the types of questions you should be asking your business business coaches and your life coaches and the types of conversations that can arise from it. But I also want to give you an insight into how I'm acting. I'm having lots of conversations with lots of different people about how I should move forward. I know ultimately it's going to be my decision as to what I do next, but it really does help to unpack certain parts of my mind with different people who know me on different levels so that I can unpack different parts and unlock different sides of my mind that I didn't know were deep down and hidden. So if you are going through anything like I am and you're facing a big decision or you're facing a little one, I'm giving you this chat as an example as to how I'm working through my own shit and how you can too. Welcome to Misadventurous with me, Tiffany Rouge, a colour lover who's filling out the grey area that we call life to help you live a more colourful life and help you unlock your mind so that you can be adventurous too. As it currently stands, I have uh, a job in New Zealand. Oh, you got a new one? Yeah. Well, it's it's only like a seven hours a week job in New Zealand. It is (laughs) recruiting cleaners for a friend's cleaning company. It's good enough to sort of get me by while I go about the motions of like putting this podcast agency business together. And I think while I'm here and, and it's a good thing to do regardless, like whatever I decide, whether or not I stay and, you know, stay here and not do radio or stay here and do my business or I go back to Australia, I think for the time being, it's probably a wise thing to kind of have. But I'm sort of looking at it these days, like I'm feeling right now, like I'm not ready to give up on radio. And Oh, that's a shift. Yeah. A lot of what this whole experience has taught me is that I'm not ready. Like losing it made me go, uh-uh, I'm not done. How interesting. You flip-flopped around on this a few times with that we've spoken. Yeah. Do you know what? Like it's the whole thing has been a massive flip-flop because like I'll speak to some person and I'll be like, oh, do I want to stay in radio? Oh, do I want to stay in New Zealand? Like I feel like I'm, you know, connected to this place and then I feel like I'm connected to or what I think my purpose should be and everything. And it's been a bit of a confusing time lately with all of that. <laughs> Which I think, you know, that's really natural that that happens to you when you've, when you've been thrown a massive curveball. And so my suggestion to you would be is going with your first thought versus your 34th thought. Does that make sense? So if you can think back to when the shit sandwich got handed to you is Mm -hmm. what was your first gut? Was your first gut, I still want to be in radio or was your first gut or heart thought, I'm done with radio? My first gut was nothing because I was in shock. Yeah. Like I was so So, blown away by it that I was like, hang on a second, what, what is even going on? So when you took the time out and you went on your five-day trip and you checked out for a while, yeah, yeah. What, was, what was sitting on your heart at that point? Lots of different things. Like a lot of it was like I, I was angry. I was going to sue. I was going to lawyer up and I was going to, you know, not take that shit. 
Um, and then the next That's day. That's ego. Was, so what was on your heart? <laughs> well, but the next day I was just so sad, you know, I was in tears and it was like the first time that I'd actually like let it all out. And I was like, oh yeah, no, this is a lot bigger than I thought. And, and like, it really, really hurt me. That's what was in my heart. That's what the actual feeling that I was having was just hurt and loss. I think I was kind of grieving for what was going on. But then like I'd sit and, and have lots of different conversations and, and I, I found it quite hard to tap into what was in my heart because I was feeling a lot of different things. And there was a lot of, I guess, things on my mind, you know, even to like wade through all of the shit, which is like, what will I do if I don't do radio here? Can I get a job in radio here? You know, will I still find life fulfilling if I'm not doing radio here? And through all of that, the thing that was in my heart is I'm not ready to let go. I can't, I don't want to see the end of it yet. Mm. Which is, you know, that's an important thing to differentiate between what's coming from your ego in terms of you're hurt, you're pissed off, you're angry. There's a lot of emotions in there versus because, you know, many conversations you and I have had around your why and purpose and what lights you up. That's where the space to be coming at with these sorts of decisions and really tapping into that. Is that, is that where this is coming from or is that coming from the space of I'm not ready to give up on it because I got told I couldn't have it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. Because that's, that's, that's ego, right? So that's yeah. you getting your head into it versus, um, and again, coming from many conversations you and I have had, is the direction you want to go. Like if you're not done with it and it's coming from your heart, awesome. And also there's the element of survival too, right? Like you need income. Mm. So there's that element too. And when you've got a skill at something and you're really goddamn good at it, then it makes sense to be getting an income from that as long as you don't hate it. Yeah, (laughs) very true. And I'd bring it back to the whole like shit, what will I do for a crust? If the thought of being a comms manager, which my skills are very transferable to that, really shits me working in social media and digital media that shits me and I can do it like I've done all this sort of stuff before but I know that that sort of stuff doesn't light me up and it's Mm -hmm. like I was to go out and do that job and and find that here in New Zealand like would it leave me feeling happy with my work and I don't think it would there's a bit of test slip and check and test and what's the right way of putting it I suppose the term that springs to mind is failing forward fast is testing out some different stuff and not having to put all your eggs in one basket right now because no one said you had to do that. Yeah. So I quite, quite like the idea of your seven hour a week gig that you've got because it gives you Lisa Nichols, who has written in a book abundance. Now I think I talked to you about it at one point. Um, She talks about jobs that you might not want, but you need to take for cash flowers looking at it as if, as if it's your investor. And I like that because it's not saying it's your dream job. It's actually saying, well, actually it's investing in myself because I need cash flow. I perhaps need some routine to be able to keep me and my momentum forward. It's not your forever gig. However, what it does do is it gives you some cash flow so you can have be doing your other stuff and setting up whatever you want to be doing, whether it's podcast agency, whether it is getting back into radio, whether it's staying in New Zealand, whether it's coming back to Australia, whether it's going elsewhere, who knows? But it yeah. gives you a chance to be able to get your head together and heart together, more yeah. importantly, to be able to do that. Yeah, 100%. It's the next step forward, you know, whether or not like whatever else happens, all these other things are flying around with possibility. I right now need to get an income. so. The job is definitely well received and I'm very happy. I started Monday. It's kind of exciting. Nice work. Nice work, lady. But now I sort of have a bit of a plan in motion with regards to a job in Newcastle. So basically 
my old boss who I used to work in Darwin with, I used to work with a guy called Dave and a guy called Maddie. He was on like the sister station. So my boss has since gone away and Maddie lives in Newcastle. He's on the station that I could potentially be working on. And like I put the news out on Facebook, I made it public and I just, I had to share it. And like, to be honest, the news where it was, I was kind of a week from that, you know, I'd, I'd, recovered a little bit, but I did need to share what was going on in my mind. And I felt like it was important to do that. I just wasn't ready to do that at the time it was happening. So Mm. I I waited a week and then I kind of like unleashed the news. And since then, like a lot of people had come forward and said, Hey, you know, like what's happened? A lot of my radio contacts and like my, the people in my community around radio got in touch straight away. Like what's going on? Like, we're going to try and get you something. Like if you want to come back to Australia, we're going to make sure something happens for you. Nice. Yeah. And it was just, that was really nice. Like I didn't even expect that from anyone. And then a lot of my mates were like, send us your your radio resume, send us all your stuff. And I didn't expect anything from it. But then later that day, my friend who works at this station in Newcastle was like, there's a job going here. It's for nights. And it's essentially, I could probably try and get it for you. Like almost, it's almost yours if you want it but you've got to decide whether or not you want it. I was like, so what did you decide? And when's, it, when's the decision going to be made? I have decided that I want it. Like I've decided that I want another job in radio. Mm-hmm. And if that takes me back to Australia, then that takes me back to Australia. But I think that's not the only opportunity that I'm going to get. I'm going to try and, and gun as hard for it. If for any kind of job, you know, I, I do want a job that makes me feel like I'm feeding a purpose and my own purpose. If it works out, then yes, I think I'd be stupid to not try and go for it. But I've also applied for another job, which is in Melbourne. And I got through to like the second round for that. So I'm still going to chase the radio thing and really just figure out the rest when it kind of comes. If it does mean I have to leave New Zealand, then that like then so be it. But like I, I don't want to see New Zealand as like this whole massive reason. I got a little bit giddy just thinking about the possibility, like a really nice warming feeling, just thinking about the possibility of being on another radio station and like slightly returning back to Australia. So I think if that's a sign that my body is telling me that like inside, like deep down, it feels really, really good to even think about the possibility. I feel like I need to head in that direction rather than like have this kind of fear thought of like staying in New Zealand and having that uncertainty, not really being sure about you know, whether or not I'm going to open a podcast agency or open, you know, like create this sort of space. Like to me, I feel like I should follow the feeling rather than chase that and try and work through the fear. Interesting way of looking at it. You're using some interesting language when it comes to radio in terms of that you want to still chase radio. It's really interesting to hear your language around it, particularly given that previous conversations you and I have had in terms of the time frame you wanted to give yourself in New Zealand. You know, you're talking a minimum of 12 months that you wanted to be there to, to see what happen happens. Yeah. And I think that what I hear at the moment is a lot of confusion as okay. to where you, where you feel like you want to be. And radio is the obvious choice, right? Yeah. To me, it feels obvious and it feels like... Is it the one that lights you up the most? Right now, I think so. I don't know that I'm ready to chase or not chase, but like try and work through the fear of being a business owner and not have anything else to fall back on. So then that is a fear-based decision, right? Uh, In terms of 
make choosing so, radio because I'm scared to tackle that. I think realistically, I, I think that's a very, very good thing to bring up because I don't want to make this decision out of fear. But I think one, it was very ambitious of me to try and start a business without an income in a brand new country. But that's uh, how you do things. True. But I also thought I was going to have radio as the backup, like have it as the thing that I would do and it would turn into full time and I could still live, serve my purpose, feel like I was actually doing something for me and the work that I was doing, which was fulfilling whilst I tackle the whole starting my own business and opening up an agency and things like that. But when that kind of fell away, it's almost like I lost the backbone and the the motivation to try and tackle the opening my own business and starting from sort of nothing. And the big like lack of, I guess, income has really impacted on my driver. Okay. So I'm going to ask you a different question. If income wasn't an issue right now, what would you be doing? If you had whatever money you needed in your bank account right now, what would you want to do? I have a feeling I know what it would be. The first thing that came into my head <laughs> was radio. <laughs> like it would be living in a, a city just doing radio and not really worrying too much about like whether or not I want to open a business or do that. Like, cause I think. Business ownership and entrepreneurship is not for everyone. I think that's where a lot of people get really muddled. It's fucking hard work. It's Mm. not easy. It's living life quite close to the line on lots of different levels often. And it is not for everybody. I think that's something that people get muddled quite often. I think there's an element of, oh, there's an ease to it, which there definitely is not. And so if it's the first thing that's coming to mind when I ask you that question is radio, absolutely should follow radio. And get some clarity about where you want that to be so it no longer becomes a chase. It becomes, it's coming to you because you said it came with relative ease of it was one post saying to the world what had happened and you had job offers coming in. Yeah. So tap into the ease of that versus the chase of it because if you're constantly chasing, you'll never find what what you're actually after. Does that make sense? So um, that would be my suggestion to you is to tap into where do you want to be? Do you want to be regional or do you want to be Melbourne? If you want to be Melbourne, work your ass off to be Melbourne. Yeah. If you want to be Sydney, work your ass off to be Sydney because how's Newcastle different to Wollongong? That's one of my big things about it. It was like, if it's going to, if I'm going to go to another regional city or place, what's it going to be like? Yeah. I believe from having a chat with my friend who was on the breakfast show there that it is run far better. The work culture is better. They're doing a lot better. Like I think in terms of stations that I should have gone to, if I didn't go to Wollongong, I should have gone to somewhere or a station like this in Newcastle. But I think as well, the decision to be Metro and to be Sydney or Melbourne I mean, I tried it here and I got, you know, swiftly cut. But I think the lifestyle is great with regional. My big thing is I don't want to have to do a second job. So when I was on air, I was the music director and it wasn't something like me up. And okay, we all have to do things, you know, in our jobs that we don't necessarily enjoy. But Mm. that's the thing that I would be working towards in radio to just get paid to do my job. And if money was no issue, I would just do it. I would do it for free because I get to go and share that and be able to share the content that I'm sharing on my podcast to share that on the radio. That is a hundred percent what I would do if money wasn't an issue. And if there wasn't everything else involved. Well, I think you have your answer, my friend. Yeah. 
<laughs> because, because, and and let Melbourne go because Melbourne then becomes ego. That becomes metro. What I'm hearing you saying is that you actually like the idea of being in Newcastle. Yes, but wait till you hear about Melbourne. <laughs> And the thing is, right, none of these things might happen. Like it may come to a point where like they find better candidates for both of them. But Melbourne, it's a station that is all about positivity, right? Okay, full disclosure, it's a Christian radio station, Mm. but they're all about sharing positivity, authentic messages, creating a good positive experience for all, being inclusive. And it's like, well, these values of this entire station sound similar to the values and the sorts of way I try to live my life and the kind of messages that I try and deliver. Okay, there's the whole, you're going to name that higher power, but I believe in a higher power. I just don't give it the name God. So I wonder if that's something as well. You know, like I think that could definitely be come in line with the sort of work that I want to do, but that's a job that I have applied for. I don't know anyone that works there. I don't necessarily know if it's going to happen. I feel like there's Hmm. more of a possibility of Newcastle happening. I have a sense and I think it's one of those things and I get it. I get being in flux Mm. and that you're trying to look for the right sign. I would start speaking a little bit more positively about both of them, that you've got the opportunity to have both of them rather than it's maybe, maybe neither of them will come off because that's, you know, if we're talking about universal and source and energy around us, Mm -hmm. then that's putting out to the fact that, well, you don't really want either of them. Does that make sense? Like it's not actually what you're saying, but it's what you're saying. Yeah. And I think, looking at it, I've got the realistic view of it, but I need to change that. You know, let go of the the realism and actually put my faith in the fact that it will happen. Well you've been you've been handed your ass basically, haven't you? You've you've gone over to you've been gone over to New Zealand and things have not have not happened how you wanted them to, how you anticipated to, how you were led to believe they were going to. So now it's about the lessons from that, right, as to, yeah. okay, well, am I meant to be in New Zealand because I'm meant to be in this beautiful country, meeting the people there, starting my podcast stuff. And what we've just talked about, that sounds like no. Um, but you had, to, you had to go over there to get the perspective of what you actually wanted in Australia. That happens too sometimes. We've got to check out so you can actually come back in. Yeah. And then my suggestion to you would be is figure out what's most important to you. Is it where you live and the lifestyle you're living or is it actually the value proposition about what sort of radio station you want to work at? Yeah, fair, very fair. Think because I'd... that sounds still very confused. As you're saying it, I'm like, yeah, that's definitely something that a prospect that I've not even considered. So I do need mm. to start thinking about. So that's where with the coaching stuff that I do with my clients is that we go through that value proposition of what's most important because that's the thing that you need to figure out is what actually sits highest in your priority list because then that will help guide what's going to happen next. The reality is right now is it sounds to me very confused. It's like, well, Melbourne's cool. It's Christian radio. I'll be interested to know how that actually pushes against some of your belief systems because there'll be tenants around that, right? (laughs) depending on what their background is, yeah. you will be censored to an extent. If it's a family station, okay, so put it out there. So with some of the abortion laws that are coming through in Australia or are trying to be pushed through by Christian parties at the moment, how are you going to feel about not being able to talk about a woman's right to over her body? Yep. Or no. just asking? Definitely something to consider. But I know from media training that, like, it's one of those things that, my opinion, like it, it, it's a media, right? So media needs to be unbiased. And even as underlyingly biased as you may perceive whatever media you're consuming to be biased, if it is a traditional media like TV and radio and newspaper, they're supposed to be, and I'm saying it in, in inverted commas, yeah, yeah. they're supposed to be unbiased. And people like get sued 
because they show their bias and then that essentially can, you know, people can lose their jobs, you know, you can get sued for defamation and things like that. So for me, if it's a controversial opinion, I will not, I won't say a word about it. I won't even mention that it's happening because I recognize that there is a lot of legalities and implications about my job there. But then again, Mm. sharing it on something like my podcast, I would feel very unhappy about doing that if it's that the creative, you know, if if the creativity strikes me and I want to talk about a woman having a right over her body on my podcast and that will then influence my job, that's definitely something because I don't like the thought of that. And I had a recent experience with a particular opportunity that I was looking at and it was going to be an area where I didn't have full autonomy and I found that really interesting because the person I was in talks with, that they're awesome human and has a different way of looking at the world and a different sense of what's okay to put out in public forums and what's not. And the thought of me, you know, as I lean into more aspects of myself and own all of me more wholly, is it was that thought of going, oh, well, how would that work if I wanted to drop the F-bomb on, say, an Insta story? Or if I actually drop the F-bomb from stage, or as you know I do, um, I won't drop it on your podcast. Not quite sure what your rules are on it. Okay, um, no, but I, I, I can say fuck then. So if I'm going to say fuck, shit, bum, poo, whatever I want on a post, in fact, I might just reel them off just one after another in, a, in, in an incomplete structured sentence, um, is that I actually really, there was one of the moments where I thought, oh, this isn't right for me, like this is not the right fit for me is the thought of that censorship of, oh, I have to be mindful of how somebody else... Now, I get within a corporation you need to do that anyway, but mm-hmm. my suggestion would be is making sure you're actually aligned with all of the tenants of said corporation versus the light, fluffy ones that we all like talking about is going, okay, but mm-hmm. what's at the core of this? What is okay and what is not okay to talk about? Because for me, is in that recent business experience, it's like, well, that doesn't work for me then. If I can't be wholeheartedly myself across all my various platforms and businesses, then not interested in partaking. Does that make sense? Yeah. Fuck, if you've got to sense yourself, how hard work, like boring and exhausting. Yeah. That's yeah. not energising. And so that's something that I think is an interesting space to come at it from. So really, as I said, figuring out what direction you're coming at it. You don't wake up in six months time going, fuck, what am I doing in Melbourne in this radio station where I'm having to censor myself? Or it might be the reverse. Fuck, best thing I ever did was come to Melbourne and, you know, I do have the freedoms because it's, you know, it's traditional media and it's not biased and mm. et cetera. Or you're sunning yourself up on a beach on Newcastle enjoying it. You know? <laughs> yeah, very fair. Well, that's awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. So when are you coming back to Australia then? <laughs> well... If anything Dr. Maria has said resonates with you at all and you want to know more about her, the woman has her very own podcast called The Queen of Stress. And no joke, it has helped me a fair few times when I'm needing a little bit of help and advice. She's also written a book called Align, Be the Queen of Your Stress. And get this right. Now, I truly believe that certain people come into our worlds at the right time for the right reasons. That's a quote from her book that I genuinely feel about her. And if you're feeling like that too, head on over to thequeenofstress.com or drmaria.com.au and get in touch with her to see how she can help you because the woman is a practicing chiropractor based in Wollongong and New South Wales and she's freaking incredible. Well, that's almost it 
from me here on Misadventurous. If you dig what you hear and want to keep up to date with every single episode of the Misadventurous podcast, hit subscribe however you're listening to this right now. And if you want to be even more of a legend and help other wayward adventurers find this path, I'd love it if you head on over to iTunes and rate and review this podcast. Go on, five stars for all that positivity, right? So until next time, and don't forget, it's the small choices that we make every single day that build up to that big change that you're working towards. So stay with it. Thank you.